the secret of a money mindset. Do you have a money mindset? Do you do you think the right way when it comes to money or does it send you through anxiety or does it relax you? Like when you think about money, how do you feel? Welcome everybody. My name is Kathy McReynolds. I am the founder and CEO of Bible Business Academy where we help you build a business with biblical principles and also our mission marketing strategies. Today, we're going to talk about the secret of a money mindset. That is something that has stopped a lot of people from moving forward and it has made a lot of people quit. And we always hear, you know, that scripture that talks about it's hard for somebody that's wealthy to get into heaven. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff tonight. So as you come on, say hello. Let me know where you are tuning in from and uh, what type of business you have. What time? Are, what are you or what type do you want to start? And also, what is your money mindset? Where are you at with that? Today, guys, we're coming from Proverbs 13, 11, where it says wealth gained hastily will dwindle but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. So while we are um, going to get, we're going to get this shared out. If you guys can do me a favor, if you have your show notes, make sure you grab those, grab your show notes. And in those show notes, you'll be able to follow along with us. But if you don't have them, no worries, no worries, no worries. Just grab a pen, grab a paper. And also guys, if you can do me a favor and hit that share button, I got my phone out. And I also am going to share this out to a few people as well so that we can help some more people out. How about that? Everybody excited about that? What you guys got going on today? Drop it in the comments and say hello. Let me know if you're catching this doing the live or replay and grab that pin out because we're going to talk about how to get your, I always say, if you don't have your mind right, you can't get your money right. So I'm excited to be able to share this with you guys and be able to um, help you not only impact yourself. See, when you when you are able to create a business, something that will, um, of course, help you, but it just have a ripple effect and it helps so many people. And so that's why I'm glad that um, I listened to God on this assignment of helping people create businesses with biblical principles. So I'm going to go ahead and switch it over here and let me switch to the other side so that I can um, talk to you guys. All right, we're ready to go. So today, y'all, we're talking about the secret of a money mindset. We're coming from Proverbs 13, 11. It says, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I pray, say a quick prayer here that God, whoever's watching today, that you reach them where you need to reach them and help them to settle their mind and, and be able to do your will and to do everything for you. And we ask that in Jesus name. So I thank you guys. So have you ever wondered how self-made millionaires earned their fortune? Has that ever been 
you know, something that you thought about. And whenever you're building businesses, it's one of the things that a lot of people like that you should always do, whatever industry you're in, you should always look to see who's at the top of that industry and do some research, find out what they did to get to where they're at. Because if God is giving you a business idea, something to that he wants you to do, you should always think about being the best at it. It's, you know, it's, it's no different than sports. If you're going to play ball, then you need to play ball and give it your all and, and, and have that mindset up front that you're going to be the best at it. So this is why I'm sharing this topic with you guys today so that it, it, it allows you to see that, number one, it, it's okay to be wealthy, right? And not all wealthy, you know, what you, a lot of people have thoughts that, oh, man, if I have all this money, you know, rich people are, are bad. Uh, they don't, you know, like just all of these thoughts. I don't know. I don't want to put thoughts in your head, but just let me know in the comments. If you when you think of millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, what are some of your thoughts? What, what how do you think they utilize money? And have you ever seen yourself in that particular situation? And how would you either do things better or how would you compliment them? Let me know in the comments your thoughts on that. I would love to hear how you think. But I'll tell you this, that once you start studying people who, who are self-made and they come up through the ranks, you'll find that it's a lot of great people who are doing a lot of great things. And, and when you know that, because sometimes that might be blocking you from going after your dreams because you, you're seeing it or you have this perception about money that's stuck in your head and making you feel like, oh, well, I shouldn't do that. Or maybe I shouldn't have that. Or or maybe you have those those thoughts back from being a child when you know you ask your parents for something, or maybe you're that parent who said it. You, you think money growing trees, ain't nobody got no money. Like all of those thoughts going back through childhood, they will affect you. And so you gotta know how to take that information that you received and put it into the right context. And so the best way to do that is to do what the word says. And we're going to dive in that in a second. But before we do that, let's talk about how self-made millionaires earn their fortune. There are two types of millionaires. There are self-made millionaires and those are those of people who are born into wealth. More than two thirds of individuals with a net worth of 30 million or more are considered self made. So, in order to be self made, you got to make at least 30 million. Is that a goal that somebody wants, right? I, that's one of my goals, that and more, right? And no matter how many millionaires, how millionaires get their money, they all share some core traits including prioritizing their savings and diversifying their investments. So today's workshop is all about how self-made millionaires, that's people making over 30 million, got to where they're at today and how you can learn from their secrets to success and what they did. So if you're wondering, you know, who is this chick? talking about 30 million and why should we listen to her? I'll give you guys a little of my background. I am from Akron, Ohio. I always like to say I grew up shy sheltered in church basically six days a week. My mom was a minister. My dad was a football coach. Um, 
I actually left our town that I grew up in at 19, moved to the DC, Baltimore, Boston, and Pittsburgh area. We got anybody from any of those areas? Let me know where you are tuning in from, no matter where you're at. I call myself that college dropout who turned success students of doers in uh, introvert, but also who loves to win. Not perfect, y'all, by any means of, of the, um, however you say that, but I do take action and that's the whole key. And that's what we want to help you to do. Auntie to many international coach and trainer, I've been a licensed financial advisor for the last 25 years. Wow. And also a business owner. I made money and lost money and decided to um, about two or three years ago, decided to come online, close down my financial service office. My daycare center got closed down and I decided to come online and become an online business strategist. And the reason that I wanted to do that is because I could reach more people than just in the local area. And about a year ago, during you know the world pandemic, God kept speaking to me to start Bible Business Academy. It was not in my plans, but it was his plans. And when I looked at my journey over the last 25 years, I realized that I would have never made it through the pitfalls, through losing everything uh, and needing to start over about 10 years ago if it had not been for God and going through that journey and building up, you know, the, the muscles, as we say, of being an entrepreneur. And so that's why I'm here to be able to share with you guys some of the stuff that I went through to help you to get through it quicker so that you can impact more people. And so let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. And we're going to start with five traits of millionaire business owner. And remember, we're talking people who have at least 30 million or more. They're self-made. And I did this study because I know that's a goal that I want to reach. And in order to reach something and do something, you have to know what's before you. You have to know what's to expect. And those are some of the things that we're going to talk to you about. So I invite you guys along to my self-study, right? So ask yourself, do you have the trait or do you need to learn it? Like, do you have the trait or do you need to learn how to do the research? Do you have the trait or do you need to learn how to put yourself in a position before you actually arrive there? You know, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Like, do you have the faith in God and his word and what he says that you you know, are are meant to be prosperous, that you are you were born to be wealthy. You were born to have the greatest things that he offered, not only in heaven, but also in down here on this earth. Is that something that you believe? Now, there was a time that I didn't believe that that was possible for me. And it took you know, uh, studying and learning and being around people and reading and praying and seeking for it finally sunk in to say, guess what? You are worthy, not because of you, but because of what God promised you and because of your faith. You know, it. he said, if, if you don't have faith, then it, it's impossible to please him. And that's something that you have to build up. I was talking to one, uh, some people today on the phone who are looking at joining our academy. And those were some of the things that we were talking about is you have to build that 
faith muscle. You have to build that mindset muscle. You got that reticular activator in your head and it's always, it's like a re tape recorder, right? It's always replaying what you've been through, what you heard or what you've done. And so your job is to know how to hit stop or pause whenever that bad information is going through your head and stop it before it gets out of your mouth so that you can speak things into existence just like God did in Genesis and throughout the you know the word like whatever he wanted he spoke it before he it actually manifests and it actually happened and so so those are the things that you must do Proverbs 18:16 said a man a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great so what is your gift what are you put here to do and whatever it is, you may not even have any idea. We're going to help you with that and help you to determine that as well. But I tell you this, if you exercise that trait and that desire to figure it out, God will put you in the right place in front of the right people to be able to help you to do that. So let's look at the, the, the traits that the self-made millionaires have in common. Remember, people making 30 million or more. They set ambitious goals and act upon them. See, it, it's kind of like, you know, when we're close to the end of the year and New Year's is coming around. And so what do people do? They set New Year's goal. But studies have said that by the third week of January, that all of those goals are out the window. It says it takes 21 days to create a habit. But we say it takes 90, 90 days to get it going, but what it really takes is 10,000 hours of you consistently doing the work and acted on something in order for it to be ingrained in you. Self-made millionaires put their ideas and dreams into actions. There are so many people who never, like you go to the graveyard, you, you can have so many dreams of people who had all of these dreams, but their limitations that they put on themselves and the people around them put them on them ha has made them not be able to realize that. And I promise you, you don't want to go through life and, and just dream about something. It, you want to go through life and do something. And even if it doesn't work out the way that you think it's supposed to work out or that you desire it to work out, it's never a loss. It's a lesson. So you that's how you got to look at things. It's like, yes, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to trust in God to believe what his word says. And as I go through things, this is one of the things that you know, I think it really help you out. Your mindset should should always be okay. All right, this didn't go the way I planned. Because remember, even God said you have plans, but He will direct your steps. So, what do you need me to learn, God? How how do you need me to think? Who do I need to meet? What do I need to get better at? What do I need to study? What what do I need to improve? Utilize that concept of saying those words out of your mouth instead of. Oh man, this didn't work out. Oh, uh, you know, 
I, I'm always spelling that something I'm doing, or I never make it, or I didn't grow up on the right side of the town, or I'm not the right color or the right sex, or, you know, have the right education. Like if you can get all, every time you say any of that stuff, then what you say will happen. And so you want to make sure that what comes out of your mouth is speaking things into existence. So you got to learn to like brattle that mouth and keep it quiet. Don't let it come out. You may not can keep that thought from coming into your head, but I tell you this, if you keep going, you can process it where it's only there for a nanosecond and then you learn how to replace it with the thought that you need to have. And that's something that we teach you inside of our academy. And by the way, if you want to know more about that, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, BibleBusinessAcademy.com, and it'll, you can download a free report that will give you some of that. And then we can, you know, book a call with either one of my assistants or myself. Um, next is this determination is a common driver among many who made their millions without an inheritance. If this is making sense to you, drop it in the comments. And, and, and if you follow me, you already know that I can't see the comments to the end, but I always go back and at the end, we'll answer any questions you have. So whether you're watching this during the live or the replay, make sure you go ahead and put your comments or your questions right inside of the comment thing, right? Um, so they, they also have mentors, you know, People, self-made millionaires have mentors. Everybody, like if I look back on my life and even over the last like year or so, I've probably spent, probably, I don't know, last couple of years, but 30, 30 something thousand dollars or more in training and mentorship and stuff. You have to invest back into yourself. You must learn and get better from people who have what you want. There's always an another level. So self-made millionaires don't think they have all the answers. What they do is they seek out who they want to learn from so that they can shorten their learning curve. Many self-made millionaires are quick to admit that they cannot possibly know how to do everything. You don't know how to, you, you just can't know how to do everything. I always think of Henry Ford when, I, when we're on this subject and they were trying to say that he was crazy because he didn't understand something and I forgot what it was, but he said, what I do know is that I know how to pick up that phone that's on my desk that, you know, we're way back in, in, in the time. And I, I know how to make a phone call and get the answer that I need from somebody who knows more than I do. So if you're that person, and trust me, I get it. I've been there before who think you know everything, you don't. And that's one of the things that could be holding you back from even hitting a six-figure income if you think that you know everything. So always know that you have to surround yourself by other people who know more than you. And even in the word, God talks about that each of you have been given different, you know, each of us have been given different gifts and it's all part of, you know, his entire body. It's like our, you know, our body, if you take our human body. If I take my head and I, and I separate it from my body and, and try to make something happen, it's not going to happen. If I cut my hand off and, and, 
in both of them and I can't use them, they're, they're still, no matter how small, even my little fingertips, these are valuable parts, no matter how small. So every single body, if you learn to utilize and find people with gifts and talents that you don't have, or you don't want to learn, which is okay. There's some things you got to learn, but there's some things you just have to hire people to do for you and, and, and to help you. It takes a team to make that dream come true. So remember that, that you can't possibly know everything. So if you think you know everything and you're always trying to tell everybody everything, then that's a challenge that you want to face and fix. The next one is they reach out to others who, who knows the ins and outs of different types of savings and investment. So now when you think about that, they have a skill set mentors, but they also have investment in savings mentors. Uh, when I, I think of Oprah, when she was getting started, she used to say, I think it was Bill Gates that she would make phone calls to, right? This is somebody who grew up in the country, didn't come from money, didn't know anything, but she had enough common sense to reach out to someone who was already successful and had already made it. And all you got to do is ask them. Now, you might be saying, well, Kathy, I don't know those people, but guess what? You can buy their books. You can read their books. You can, you know, if you spend, you know, I was just talking to my mom about this before I hopped on, uh, you know, how some people don't like to work from home and stuff. And I'm like, it, it, to me, I, I, like, I will probably spend about three to four hours a day of just learning, training, reading, listening, um, getting better. Like that's four hours of my day. So if you take your time to read, to learn, to study or whatever it takes to get better, it, you don't even look as if you're wasting your time, you know that it'll get better. So those are several different mentors. And you can also have a workout mentor like there for every avenue. It, you know, if you grab our planner, we have seven different areas where like your faith, your finances, your firm, which is your business, your your fitness, your fundamentals and um fun right so that's seven seven different areas of your life that you can work on that could be seven different coaches that you're working with so you want to find an expert in that field if like lebron wanted to get better when he was coming up in basketball he would have had to have maybe a fitness trainer and also a skilled trainer for for basketball uh tim tim grover wrote the book um I can't even think of the name of the book, but he trained a lot of athletes that he wrote. It was a great book. You know, why did I read that? Vince Lombardi reads, I, I love coaching. So you look at the great coaches and you see what they're doing. So anybody who's in leadership, anybody who has made it to that level of where you want to be, then that's why it's important to learn the skills from them. Is that making sense? Let me know in the comments if that's making sense. What's your favorite money emoji in there for me. Um, they also tap into the best minds on each subject for perspective and insight. I guess I just talked about that without reading that there. But yeah, you just whoever's the best at what, whether you can talk to them up front or you read their book or you listen to them on YouTube, find the best minds 
and 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 put together i always say this your own personable syllabus in order to help you grow and when you're in our academy guys we will literally help you put together your own personal syllabus and a growth game plan a mindset growth and a financial game plan to help you get to that next level along with your business and the biblical principles. They also look for feedback. Feedback is crucial. Now, when you're looking for feedback, get feedback from people who have walked the steps that you want to walk, not feedback from broke Joe cousin or, uh, or negative Nancy who never have anything positive to say and always every dream or anything that you ever came up with, they put it down in there because they're saying, wait a minute, you can't dream that big. You can't have those thoughts. We grew up in the same household or we came from the same neighborhood. So how you think you can think like that? And I'm not even thinking like that. So it, 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 you, it, don't even you know, take it personally because they know they know not what they're doing, right? They don't know any better because when you know better, you'll do better. So make sure when you seek feedback, it's feedback from somebody who has walked the shoes that you want to walk. For a self-made millionaire, self-improvement never stops. We just talked about that. I know without a shadow of a doubt, until the day that God takes me up, I will always be reading a book, watching some tapes, listen to something, being at the foot of someone and learning, asking questions. Why? Because it there is always another level. There is always another level for you to be at. Self-made millionaires look for a critique and feedback in their ideas and business practice, ensuring, ensuring that they can get better. And here's why it's not... They don't, you don't look for that feedback to say, hey, should I do this? Is this okay? You look for that feedback because when minds get together, when bright minds get together and you level up, you help them think about things like, oh yeah, you ever been around someone and you guys are coming up with ideas and they're like, you're like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Let me add that. See, this is why it's important to be a part of masterminds. This is why it's important. And they say, if you take the five people that you hang around and if five of them are broke, you're broke person number six. And if five of them are wealthy, you're wealthy person number six, because all of that energy, all of that excitement, all of that comes and every idea gets stacked on top of ideas. And even when you're building a business, until you build up that bunch that's around you, that's why you read stuff. That's why you go to seminars. That's why you make things happen outside of your norm, uh, outside of how you grew up or how you live every single day. You got to get outside of your environment and be around different people, be around different events, go to event, like make, put that as part of your, your, your syllabus is to what events are you going to go to? each quarter? What new class are you going to take? What book are you going to read? All of those things are important for you to plan out. It's just not by accident. You don't get to this point by accident. It is planned out. You plan it, then God's going to direct your steps and help you get there without that all, you know, the painful toll that he talks about. You also want to, it also helps you identify blind spots that guarantees that their business will succeed. See, you know, like, 
I, I remember, you know, I've been a business owner for 25 years. So in the beginning of uh, like, I didn't know. I was just like, as they say, ignorance on the fire. You're just out there. You're trying to figure it out and, and, and you believe it. Then you get crushed and then you go, you know, cry or you, you quit for a while. You get started again. But you got to get to the point where when you make that decision, when you go to God and you know that he's inspired you to do something, um, he won't give you that vision without the provision to make it happen. But you get to that point where your faith is so strong that you it just guarantees you know that there is no way you won't win it with 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 this like i mean you know that you'll win with this you know that it will be successful and you know that you're going to face trials and tribulations along the way but you look at each day as a learning session okay what do i learn today what do i need to not do what do i need to do who who do i need to get in front of you know what what mentor like if you keep having the same problem then you know you need a coach in that area right so if if you have your business going and you, you keep facing the same issue you need a coach because you got to get out of your own way. And if you don't get out of your own way, you're, you're going to keep doing the same thing. And if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's the definition of insanity if you're expecting different results. So you got to recognize and identify those blind spots in the times when it's time to make a different move. So, so important. They're also not afraid of failure. You can't be afraid to failure. We used to, uh, a failure, I, I, this is probably about 23 years ago when I went to a Tom Hopkins seminar and he taught, we had like, it was a boot camp for three days. And in those three day period, we had to get in there. We had to learn all of these objections and overcoming objections and some mantras and all that. And when it comes to Failure. I, I'll remember that. Like I won't forget it. He's, it says, I'm not judged by the number of times I fail, but by the number of times I succeed. And the number of times I succeed are in direct proportion to the number of times I can fail, but keep trying. We said that over and over and over again. So imagine if you take just that, and I'm going to share some scriptures with you, and you take God's word and, and you start speaking that, right? Because his, his word will never come out come back void. So if you start speaking his word to him and meditating on it day and night, and it gets so into you that like it gets on your heart, like it has to go from your, your, your head and your mouth to your heart and to your soul. Will you just know that you know that he is the one who's guiding you and walking you through your business. And I promise you, you will get to that feeling. You just have to to, to to do the work necessary, right? Do the work necessary in order to make that happen. I was reading up, you know, on faith today and, 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 and looking at, you know, faith without works or, you know, when they said, um, you know, who, who, who of you, if somebody says they're hungry, you'd be like, oh yeah, let me pray for you. Go out and do it. No, you got, you must put some work in, right? The, God is not like this, you know, magic genie where he's just going to be like, you want something. If you like, hmm, let me have it. Then he brings it right to, you know, he got to know that you're ready for it, that you're prepared for it. So you, you have to take action. If you do your part, you plant that seed 
and and you have you know as when i talked last week apollo's water it he's going to make it grow only god can make something grow so it's important for you to not be afraid to fail but can you limit the amount of time that you feel? Yes, you can. By how? Seeking wise counsel. Get wise counsel so that it'll help you. Millionaires understand the benefits of learning lessons through their failure. We just talked about that. It's not a loss. It's a lesson. If you make it a loss, and I've been in those loss situations, it could derail you for months and for years and for decades. So every time you fail, remember that you're not judged by the number of times you fail, but by the number of times you succeed. And the only way you're going to create success, the only way you're going to make something happen is to stay in the game, stay in the game. Imagine if, you know, you got sports, y'all know if y'all listen to me, I love sports. So I'm always talking about that. Imagine if they lose a game and they're like, you know what? We're not playing the rest of the season. That's it. We're done. We're out. We failed. No, you just call an audible and change to play. You go get more coaching. You get in practice. And when you're building a business, your coaching and your practice is not just working in your business. It's also working on your business. So you got to understand and know the difference. Risks that they take are thoroughly calculated. So it's not random, you know, like you, when Jesus talked about building the tower, he said that he used that parable. Who would you would go out and say that you're going to build a tower and you don't count the cost? You're not going to be able to finish and they're going to laugh at you. And he's just not talking about money. He's talking about the sacrifice as well and, and all the things that you have to do in order to make that happen. So you must sit down and count the cost. And so that's one of the things that I love about our program is that we literally help you to see and have a checklist of everything that you need to do so you know exactly where you're starting. It's like a GPS. The very first thing that they ask you, if you're trying to travel to another destination that you've never been in, you put in your current location. They ask you where you want to go. And then if you hit that detail button, it gives you step by step by step of what to do. Now, even though you have those step-by-step -step directions, you know when you're going to turn, you know how many uh, miles that this road may be. But guess what? It could be bad weather that comes up. It could be a road uh, detour. It could be an accident that happens. So all of those things along that journey, even though you still have the steps to get you to where you want to go, those are the things that you have to be mentally prepared for so that it don't stop you in your tracks. Make sense? If that's making sense to you guys, let me know in the comments. Also, if you got questions, make sure you put them in there. And then what's they commit to something, they give it their all. Like once you decide, you got to be all in on it. You got to make that decision. You can't be wishy-washy about something. You got to say, I'm all in. You got to draw a line in the sand and make a decision that no matter what it takes, no matter how many books you have to read, how many hours you have to work, how many uh, uh, seminars you must uh, you know, attend, how many no's you'll get, you must be determined that because God said it's possible for you, it is possible. So you just have to have the faith and do the work and keep going until you finish it. Quitting is a habit, right? 
and also winning is a habit. So which habit do you have? If you want to change your life, you got to adapt that habit of winning, winning at something and then going to the next level. It's like going through school, right? You're, you're, you're in daycare to then pre-kindergarten to to elementary school, to junior high, to high school, to college. And then if you really, really, really want to go to that next level, you begin to go to different classes or academies and stuff like that. Think about that with your life. Think about that with your business. Always ask yourself, what is the next level? What do I need to do to get to that next level? They also understand the value of time. Like every one of us, gets 24 hours a day, long as we here, 168 hours for the week. What do you do with it? Do you even know? Do you, do you time block? Do you register your time and know how you're using it? And how long does it take you to figure that out? I'll give you an example. We have in our planner, we have what we call time blocking, where literally you plan out your day. So you decide that you have your sunrise, you have your morning, your, your afternoon and your evening. And even in the beginning, this is how detailed that it needs to be for you. And, and we used to go through this assignment in one of my, um, as we were building our financial service company and the same thing that we help people with is that hour by hour. So and let me give you an example when it comes to time. If you know that you've decided in order to hit your goal for a short period of time, you got you have to work 12 hour days. Okay, let's just say for for a season, everything is for a season. You got to put in 12 hour days. So if your day starts at, at, at five o'clock in the morning, so from five to six, so here's what happens. You would start at five. As soon as five o'clock hits, you know, you already pre-plan what you need to do. So may, let's say that that's your meditation and your prayer time and your time to read. So you, you plan that the night before, you know what you need to do. You wake up, you look at your calendar again, and it says, read, meditate, do that. So what you do is you take your timer and you set your timer for 55 minutes. And then once you set that timer for 55 minutes, turn your phone off, you turn the silence on and do what you said you're going to do. Have laser focus just on that. 55 minutes into that time or 50 minutes in, your timer goes off. You stop that task before you get up and move on to the next task. You just simply look and you say, okay, you evaluate immediately. Okay, did I do what I said I was going to do for the last 50 minutes? Did I do what I said? I, if I did, do I should I add more into it? If I didn't, what distracted me? What, what got me off course? So that when you go back into that next hour at six o'clock, whatever's on that list to do, you know what's been distracting you. You know the habits that you have. And so instead of waiting years and decades to, feel the, to find that out, every 50 minutes you're evaluating what you did how you did it, what was distracting you, how you were feeling about it, what do you need to change? And because you're doing it like that, you can adjust quickly. It is no different than if you're in the game. See, like anytime you're working, you have to act as if you're playing in a sports game, right? I, yeah, I, I work as if I'm in sports. So it's like you're the coach of your life. 
God is the owner of it, right? So you got to call a timeout and you got to evaluate what you did and you got to be able to fix that. And then at those times, if you see a pattern, that's what you want to look for, of things that you're not doing, then you are able to correct those a lot quicker or you go get some help. You get a mentor, you get a coach to help you. Like there are time management coaches out there that will help you with your time. Time is money and millionaires know that too well. They quickly learn how to manage their time and they know that there's no reason to trade time for money. So you, you trade time for dollars. There are certain things that, you know, eventually you shouldn't be doing as you grow up, as you go up and you're making an X amount of dollars, you want to hire people to be able to do that. So your folks focus can stay on working on your business, working on yourself, but most importantly, putting God first and, and, and meditating on his word day in and day out. Is, is that making sense, y'all? I'm going to give y'all some key takeaways on that. A survey shows that millionaires share many traits and comments, including that we just talked about money mindset, ambition, value and time, not afraid of failure, knowing when to ask experts for help and, and having, you know, I'll say God as their guiding force, you know, some will say superior beam or whatever the case is, but they think outside of themselves. They know that what they're doing is so much bigger than them. And so in order for it to be accomplished, they must have faith and believe in God in order to make that happen. So I'm going to give you three biblical money meditations that you can use and that you can write that write these down so you can snap them, you know, take a screenshot of them and, and begin and just you know, ask Siri, money business meditation from the Bible, right? Make sure you take scriptures and use those so that you can meditate on God's word so it can get ingrained in you, into you. It says God has told us that he will meet all of our needs. So number one, do you believe that? He said, if I take care of the birds, I'm going to take care of you. Do you believe it's possible for you? You know, if not, like the like the man said, you know, when it was coming time to heal his child, say, help me with my unbelief. You just have to ask. He is willingly wanting to give you what you need in order to succeed. You just have to ask. So be careful of allowing money and wealth to become your master and your central focus, either by having too much or too little. See, your focus for building a business it's so that you can say that God gave me this idea and I took the idea that he gave me and the provisions that he gave me and I utilize it to create it what he wanted me to create. And I use that for his purpose in order to make things happen. So everything that you do has to be about God and why he wants it done and that you're doing it for him. And the thing that you get out of that is well done, my good and faithful servant, because you get your name in the book of life. And that's the exciting part. That's the part that people don't talk about or think about, but that's the most important part about that. So be good at stewards of what he's given you. And he, if he gave you a gift, be a good steward of it. Whatever, it could be the gift to sing, it could be the gift to cook, it could be the gift to teach, it could, whatever gift he gave you, be a good steward of it. And that's why it's always important 
to find out who's doing what and how they're doing it so that you also can know the next level that you need to aspire to get to in utilizing your gift and use what he gave you for his glory. Make sure he gets the credit for all of that. So in Philippians 4.19, it says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in, in Christ Jesus. So you can personalize that and you can say this every day or you can write it down. Like if you look at our planner, we have a spot here for you to be able to write this down. And even if you're not using this, you can you can you can utilize, you know, a piece of paper or something yourself that you have. But you have to write down like here, like here, right in the scripture, it says my day, God's way. And right there, it gives you a spot where you just literally write out the scripture that you're meditating on. You can write it here or you can take an index card. You can put it on a piece of index card and put it around your house, in your car, wherever you're at. You can have it on your phone. So all day long, you're saying, I know God will meet all my needs because he said that in Philippians 4.19, according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So I call these faith formations. Your faith formations are scriptures right from the Bible that you can say day in and day out, which allows you to meditate on his word and speak from him and not from you. Because once it comes from him, you know it has to it has to come true. Here's another one in Luke. It says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. So it, you can write that down and say, okay, God, in Luke 16, 10 to 12, you said, whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. God, you can trust me with very little. I've proven myself that I can be trusted because I did blah, 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 blah. So you can trust me with more. And whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. And I see in your word where it says, if you're dishonest with little, uh, then I will be dishonest with much. And, I, and I'm and i showing you, and, and I want you know you to know that you can trust me. And I'll be honest with what you give me. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with your true wishes? So if there was a time like myself where you've lost everything or you just your your money, you didn't do it right and you didn't do the right thing, then just confess, you know, God, there was a time in my life when I didn't value money, when I made it and I spent it. And, you know, I went through 10, 20, 30s of thousand dollars in months and it just didn't matter at that time. And I've learned my lesson. And thank you for being a forgiving God. Thank you for for letting me see the errors in my ways. And, 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 and now you see that I'm on track. You see that I'm keeping a budget. You see that, you know, I'm doing this and, and I'm, I'm, um, uh, have a budget and, and I actually sit down and, and, and I take my money and figure out like whatever it is you're doing, you want to be able to say that to God. So no matter what situation, whether you brought in a thousand dollars every single month and you spent $1,100 a month, or whether you brought in a thousand dollars and you lived underneath your means and only utilize, you know, 700 of that thought, it doesn't matter where you're at or what you have. Had, it's about what you did with it. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you the property of, of your own? So you take these money meditations 
figure out the areas that you, because for everybody is different. I don't know what yours is unless we sit down and we have a conference conversation about where you're at and we can help you find those scriptures but you just take a look at the person in the mirror and like okay where am i at what do i need to grow on am i weak in faith am i weak in you know my money um am i trustworthy am i honest like wherever it is you're lacking there's a scripture that will help you take it to the next mindset we're just talking about money today so that's why we're sharing that so now i'm gonna share is this making sense are you guys getting value let me know in the comments if you're getting value if that's making sense if you had that aha moment like oh, okay now i see what's been blocking me from moving to that next level and so now that we talked about money, we talked about the things that millionaires do. You can then, you know, if you take and you tithe and you give and you plant seeds, you can change so many lives. You can help so many people with the money that you make. You can, you know, you can feed the poor, you can give, give, give to the needy, you can build buildings, you get like. There's so much. I always think of LeBron because I'm from Akron. He's he's from Akron and he's done so much in this community to help people in the community. And like, I just think that's exciting. Really, really, really proud of how he's given back to his community and is building things to help people. So what could you do with your money? How could you change the community, your family? How could you utilize that to create inheritance? How can you utilize that to give to, you know, uh, people who are looking to find cure for diseases and stuff like that, or to stop sex trafficking, like whatever it is that you have a heart for that God gave you that heart for, you can take the money that you make and you can give that back. See, it's not just about what you can make for yourself. It's just not about the cars, the things, the clothes, the purses, the vacations, the trips and all of that stuff. It Now, should you, you can have all of that, right? But think beyond that. Think about who you can impact. Think about whose house you can pay off besides yourself, right? Think about who you could take on a vacation, who, what, what you can do for people. Those are the key. So now if you're thinking, okay, I got that. I'm, we're going to talk about three money-making strategies. I'm going to, because a lot of people go, yeah, I know I want to do a business, but I have all these ideas and I'm not quite sure, you know, what I should do or where I should start or what I should do. So I'm going to share three strategies that are the easiest way to create money-making ideas. Because you, like God will give you that idea, but you got to be able to recognize it. And then once you recognize it, you have to implement it. And these ideas that I'm going to share with you and the way to come up with them, they will work anytime, anywhere, in any economy. So when you're looking to come up with an idea, realize that there's two primary motivators for people. So you got to think outside of yourself. So already it's not about you, right? If you're thinking about you and what you can make and what you can do, you're already on the right, wrong track. You want to think about the the primary motivators for people and how they think people are looking to either gain pleasure or avoid pain those are those are the two primary motivators in life pain is the strongest motivator between the two people will do anything to avoid pain people feel guilty about gaining pleasure until they realize it's okay to have that but pain is that one thing that people want to avoid. 
So the key to being an amazing entrepreneur is to solve the pain problem for people. What are they in pain about? Like what part of the gift and the talent and the skill that God gave you, can you utilize it to solve someone else's problem and help them with like if you know how like if you you guys if you're around me you know i'm always trying to sing and i can't sing a lick in the world uh and even if i got a a voice coach to help i probably could get you know a little bit better at it because of the confidence that i'll have that i just still make that joyful noise but it may not be up on that top top i call it aretha franklin status right where you can sing, we can make noise, but that would solve a problem. That would solve the problem that you can't sing, you want to sing, you need help. Or maybe you can't cook and you want to cook so, and someone else, and you know how to cook, so you can solve that problem. Or maybe you um, avoided a divorce and you know how to fix marriages because you fixed your own, you can help somebody with that. Or maybe you know how to paint very well. You can train and teach other people how to do that because they're looking for a skill. So are you getting that? These are all the different things that you can do to start a business. An entrepreneur is someone who solves problems for people that pain will bring you a profit. Helping fix somebody else's problem will also bring you a profit. So you have to look at that. So when we look at these strategy strategies, just start brainstorming, writing down ideas. And if you have, you know, an idea of what you want to do and you don't know how to do it, or you know you want to do something and you have no idea on what that is, start here with strategy number one, look for problems. Look for problems in your gift area. This is the easiest way to, uh, of all to find multi-million dollars ideas quickly. So like I'm in the business of helping entrepreneurs uh, faith-based entrepreneurs who want to create a business and showing them how to do it. So the problem that I found is that when people are looking to start a business, they don't know who to trust. They don't know if, you know, because it, it costs money to, to be in any type of class. So you're always wondering if, if I give somebody my money, are they going to help me out? Are they going to be patient with me? Are they going to be able to, you know, work with me and, and take me through all of that? So part of the way you figure that out is you can get inside of groups who are about what you want to do and find out the comments and write down the comments and the problems that people are facing and the questions that they're asking. When you join our academy in that very first week at towards the end of in the first part, we work on your mind and your money. And then we give you this 25 page document that literally teaches you how to go find the problems and to operate not from your thought but from other people's thought and that you it may not seem like that's a big deal but it's a huge deal i got you guys can't see it here but i got a big old board with like 30 different issues that people face and when i used to go live every single day i would just literally go inside of groups or look in comments and whatever i start to see a pattern for that everybody was complaining about or needed help with then that's what i talked about in my life that's what i would come out and that's what i would talk about and then people are like oh my god like i was just 
thinking about that. And how did I find that? Because I went and did the research. I went and sought out. I listened more than I talked. And I went to search for the problem because this is how you do it. And here's an example. Christopher Reed, horseback accident opportunity. Once he had that accident, somebody came up with seatbelt for horse riders. So that solved that that was a problem. And you're on a horse and it goes up, you can get, you know, knocked down and paralyzed. Uh, here's another one, multiple keys for different locks opportunity, a master unlocker remote for all locks. So if you lose your keys, you don't have to worry about getting something for every single one. Somebody came up, they solved the problem. And the problem they solved is they got a master key. Here's another problem, baggage hassles at the airport. The opportunity was to check your bag from the hotel all the way through to your final destination once you get on the plane. And like I, when I was um, doing the research and I wrote this down, I thought I thought about that when we used to win trips in our financial service company that we had, the, the sponsors who sponsored that, when we arrived at the airport, we would not see our luggage again until it was in our room. Like we didn't have to carry it through the airport. You didn't have to carry it on the bus or anything like the you you put it in it to the plane. The next time you saw it, it was literally inside of your hotel room. How awesome is that, right? So somebody solved that problem because people don't want to lug their luggage all around, worry about where it's at, well, you know, carrying it, sweating it, and being tired from that. So they solved the problem. So when you look at those ideas, what problems can you solve? in your in your gift area in your niche how can you solve that problem and then how can you niche it down we always say niche it down to where it's a group of people that you can relate to like i you know throughout my 25 years we used to have bible studies we used to do so much in with the word, but it was not something I ever really talked about on the outside. So when God kept bringing this to me, I'm like, ah, you know, no, I, but then I'm like, you know what? It's what you do anyway. And then from the moment that I just decided, made a decision to decide to go all in, it has been the best decision ever. And it's not like working. When you're solving problems for people, you will find that what you do, you can do it 24 seven, even if you are not getting paid for it. And it's not like working. It becomes a natural part of you. And when you can create a business like that, it, it, it will get you into the millions a lot quicker than anything else, right? Because do you still have challenges? Of course you do. Are things are still going to come up? Yes. But you're looking at the end game. You know what it looks like and you know why it's important not to quit and you know how not to let your feelings dictate what you do for the day and all that other stuff. So what, what you want to do for an exercise, guys, is just write down in your particular gift or your niche or what you're good at. Look look for some problems. Write down like three or four right now and then go to groups who have, pro, you know, who talk about that particular problem. That's one of the big things that Facebook and LinkedIn, you know, are really big on and see what people are talking about, see what problems and write those down and then just put a little hashtag by every time you write that problem down. And then once you, you tally up all the hashtags, see what the biggest problem is, the top three. And of those three, you can just decide, okay, that's the one I'm going to focus on to a million. That's the key right there to focus on solving that 
until it changes lives and pay you a million dollars. Yes, you're going to have multiple streams of income. Yes, all of that's going to come in. But there's ways in the beginning, if you can have a single focus on what, like, just like with God, you got to have a single focus just on him as your God and no other gods, you know, in front of him. You got to think that same way with your business opportunity because you can't, you know, a double-sided man is unstable in all his ways, right? So if you're trying to do this business, this business, this business, that business, it, it it's, it's a lot harder. Now, if you have a full-time job and you're trying to start your business, you still got to divide your time and your mind between that, but it's still a single focus. One business until you hit a million and then life will begin to change after that. Strategy number two is improvement. Now, I just talked about uh, on, on the strategy number one, look for problems. That is the number one way to help people. Strategy number two also works. It's called improvement. Now, most people don't like to think that they need to be improved on, but it's also a way that you can help people improve something. It's better to improve a product than create one from scratch. So it's better to take something that's already around and make it better instead of starting something from scratch. Why? Because it's already been proven to work. It has a track record. It has a history. It doesn't have to be your track record or your history. It just has to be out there. You can take the, uh, you just need to make it better and prove it. For an example, Domino's Pizza. Pizza was out before Domino's came around, but what the, you know, Domino's guy saw that he was in the college and he know, he noticed that you know, when they were getting high and drunk and they wanted some food and they wanted some pizza, they didn't want to wait forever or they didn't have cars in order to go out and get it. And, and like true story. Right. And so that's how he came up with that idea. I'll get your pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less. So he was planted on campus. He intentionally built his pizza shop right there, you know, at the campus. And they would deliver it in 30 minutes or less or your pizza was free. So that became a big deal. Even the, the guy who um, his partner at that time thought it wouldn't work and it wasn't a big enough problem. So he backed out like wrong move, wrong mistake. Right. So he solved that problem. Uh, another one is the Uber when they replaced the taxi drivers, the taxi industry thought, oh, no, you can't replace me. But Uber made it better. So you got to like take the dominoes, take the Uber and ask yourself, of something that's been around, something that is needed, something that has been proven, what can you do to improve on, uh, to that has been proven, what can you do to improve upon it to make it better? So here's your exercise for this improvement section. Name three products or service that you can improve and then and write down how can you make it better and what and what you can make bigger, whether it's bigger, smaller, lighter, more durable, easier to use, more convenient, quieter, louder, more colorful, better service. Like what can you do better? How can you make, how can you want up it? How can you improve it? And then list those ideas down. Is that, is like, this is how, this is how you brainstorm in business ideas. This is how you make that decision on what to do next. Strategy number three is model a proven winner. You know, seek ye wise counsel. Find and then model someone who's making a fortune right now and model existing concepts with some improvement on what they're doing. Maybe they've been in business for a long time. Like I'll listen to a 
a lot of different minister, ministers or preachers or prophets or whatever from different denominations, from different races, from different locations. I'll listen to like a lot, a lot of my training and messages of what I'm doing. I'll go through, I'll listen to what they're doing. I'll listen to a lot of people who um, have classes and they're teaching and they're training. I want to see how they're doing it, what's working, you know, and then you're thinking, okay, how can I model that? How can I make it better? You know, they call it, we, we used to say you're hacking, you're funnel hacking. That's how life is. There is nothing new underneath the sun. So this is where you start. And then once you get to the point where you have millions, you know, over that 30 million plus, then you can begin to create different things. Then you could like, it, a lot. Some of y'all are watching this on Facebook. MySpace was around. So Mark Zuckerberg just figured out how to make MySpace better. And that improvement was Facebook, right? So these are things that you can look at. So you, you and use a method called lag time, which is the time it takes for a hot idea to go from one geographic region to another. So you might just start your idea locally, get it going locally in that one demographic. And then once you get it there, you can start taking it out to the different states and then out to the different countries. So all of those things that you can use to figure out how can I how can I improve on that? So look at, in order to do that, you want to look in different publications like Entrepreneur Magazine or, or Fast Company Inc. Like any best franchise, whatever it is that you want to do, look to see who's already doing it or who's the top leader. If you're not in a position to pay them, who else can you pay to help to get you to step one? Then who else can you pay to help get you to step two, to step three and all of that? And, and people go like, well, man, when I pay that, like, come on, now, like, think about it. People will pay $1,000 for an iPhone. People will pay four or $5,000 for a TV. Price is only an issue in the absence of value. If you know that your end game is to be a self-made millionaire and to make over 30 million and you're not willing to invest you know a thousand ten thousand twenty thousand thirty thousand into your life and your education so you can get, people do it all day long for college right to learn from someone who hasn't even experienced what they're teaching they're just teaching it by theory so you have to you have to know what the world is charging and then you have to put yourself at the top never at the bottom never discount yourself because you're new at something because your experience and your gifts that you have has positioned you to be able to charge what you want to charge and the right people will pay a price if you can bring them that value so look for proven franchises, look for infomercials on TV, radio, internet, find proven models. So those three strategies are the strategies that you can look at. You can also like, here's an example, self-serving fro frozen yogurt business uh, franchise. You, you Or do you start it or you own it? Or you got the Orange Theory Fitness franchise. Do you start it or do you own it? Like those are different things. I have like Ice Fit Studio at, where we help other people be able to set up their their own um body contouring you can take you can look at the the daycare centers there's different models out there that will have tutoring that you can get a franchise from like how can you take what's out there and make it better how can you model it 
So list all of your ideas, take all three of those strategies, write them out and see which one resonates with you the best, which one makes the most sense, and then put a plan in place. So I hope that brought you guys value today. If you need help in putting, taking that idea out of your head, and those daily disciplines needed in order to create success, and you want to do it with biblical principles, we want you to join our movement. Our, our goal, y'all, is to impact millions of lives around this world. So we want to help you grow in your faith and finances through entrepreneurship. So if you need help with the secret of a money mindset, how to get your mind right so you can get your money right, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Come, excuse me. Once you get there, you're going to get a free report on how to build a business with biblical principle. Read it. Like, just don't download it. No, look at it. Read it. And I'm going to and put your right phone number in there, right? Because I'm going to call you and say, hey, did you, or one of our teammates is going to call you and say, hey, did you get your report? Did you get a chance to read it? What ideas did you come up with? What, like, even if you don't do anything with us, when you get off the phone with us, I guarantee you, we will spark some ideas into you to help equip you to either, you know, go out and do it on your own or get it done quicker with us or go to someone else. I don't care who, like whatever is for you is for you. Who you're meant to be mentoring with is who you're being meant to be mentoring with. But our goal is to bring you value. So we want you to book that strategy call. We also have a gift that awaits you that we want to send that out to you. And, and this was one of the areas that I said, okay, I, I've done a lot of online courses. I think I've had one, two, two people that have sent me something in the mail of the 10 or so courses that I've done. So I rather send you things, give you things that you can physically look at and touch. And then on top of that, we won better at I, this one lady said, Oh my God, I never expected all of this. And well, you know, and that's the element of surprise. That's what you want to do. You want to make people feel better. So if you want to know more about this and how this works for you, and if, or if you already have a business started and you want to, you want to scale it, and, and also uh, do better at marketing and advertising or building you a sales team, that's what we can help you with. Let us show you how to do it. Let us save you the time. So you can text money to one bible biz We'll get back to us. Or you can go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, put your information in. And we will give you a call or you can give us a call. And I'm going to switch back over here and let's see if we have anything in the chat. Let me go ahead and hit that chat there and see what we have there. Let's see. Let's show. Okay, we got Candace. Sharp said, I would pay for financial advice to know how to manage a large amount of money. Yeah, you better, right? It makes sense because when you do that, it will help you make more money. So uh, good, good point, Candace. I'm sure that you have helped somebody with that comment. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, Sean said, I need this. Yes, 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 yes. She also said she had to step away. Well, hey, when you're catching this on the replay, Sean, we got you. Just go ahead and give us a call and we can help you 
Um, with that, and let's see, Candace also said, yes, it definitely makes sense. So guys, I, if I don't see any more comments here, I appreciate you guys. Let me um, go ahead and switch that over. Let's go back to the captions here. So if you have any, any questions and you want to know more about this, you can download our free report at BibleBusinessAcademy.com, BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Go there, download the report, read the report, watch the little short video there, and then book a call with us. You can go on Calendarly and book your call immediately right away. I appreciate you guys. If I don't see anything else out there, you guys have an awesome, awesome day. You can catch us here each and every Thursday with different tips and trainings on helping you to be able to grow your business, be able to get to that next level. And wherever you're watching us from, from your favorite channel, whether it's LinkedIn, YouTube, or Facebook, be sure to subscribe uh, and get notifications so that you know when we go live. And if we add anything additional into that, you'll be the first to know. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And I pray that God guides your heart into the right direction of where you need to be and what you need to do. And just remember, give him all the glory and the thanks because all of this is for his glory so that, so that we're doing what he wants us to do in doing his will. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys and have a great, great day. And we shall talk later. Bye-bye. Uh-oh, hold on. <laughs> All right, see y'all later. Have a good one. Bye-bye.